I'm Alex and this is the Northern Guide to Happiness. Welcome to episode 18, though this is actually the 50th episode in the overall happiness series. I can't Get out, believe really? I know, we've re- released 50 episodes. Half Who'd a century. Thought it? Who'd have thought it? Very exciting. I wonder if we get a badge on Podbean or something like that. Who knows? Ooh, we'll have yeah. to see. Um, as always, I'm here in our virtual studio with the rest of the podcast team, Andrea, Chris and Kath. Hello, everybody. Hi Hello. Hello. How are we all? Very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. What have we been up to? Anything interesting? Can, can we continue the saga of what's going on in our gardens? Or do you yes, think people please. have had... That's <laughs> <laughs> all for that one. I have, I have one. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you about our, our new addition. We've got a hot composting bin. Oh, I thought you were going to say hot tub then. <laughs> no, one better. Hot composting. It's like sexy okay. composting. Uh, <laughs> I must know what this is. Uh, this is a kind of a massive, great big polystyrene box that sits in the corner of the garden being warm. Um, and that's where all your stuff goes. And because it's warm, you can put kitchen stuff in it, like stuff you've cooked. And then it sort of, you know, digests it all down into lovely lovely gardening goo and you you kind of spread it on your plants but um we're, we're becoming obsessed now with it's got a little thermometer on top that tells you how warm it is and every, every morning we it? get up uh last time i checked it was about 32 degrees on top not too but bad if, but they also give you a thermometer to put into the goo in the compost thing which is always higher <laughs> so um I think, I think uh, from Chris, I think I'm going to send you a white coat and a stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's that's our new obsession. I will give people an update every uh, every week on the temperature of our hot composting bin. Please do. I will. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Kath, what about you? Well, mine is a mystery, a garden mystery. Dum dum dum. I have four geraniums growing in pots with exactly the same soil conditions and. Overnight, two of them died. Oh. <laughs> and the other two are blooming beautifully. So mm. I do not know what went wrong. But so Murder. Two geraniums. Get Vera in. Quick. In fact, I need Vera because oh. my grass is very overgrown. Um, and I. I can solve very- that one for you. <laughs> I know what's happened there. I'm, I'm sorry, have we walked into Gardener's Question Time here? What's going on? <laughs> Which one of us is Bob well, Flowerdew? I, <laughs> I, I went into a rant because I thought somebody had came into our house and stolen a swing, bat, a swing ball racket. Ooh. But actually, the grass was so overgrown. <laughs> it had buried itself into the ground. <laughs> And we couldn't see it. I mean, this is the, the rack and ruin. Oh, you just make me feel so much better about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. That, that, happens, uh, that happened to one of our footballs. So uh, that, that's probably even worse than a swing ball back because it's bigger and fatter. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I know where you're coming from. Right. Well, shall we introduce this week's guest interview? Oh, yes. This week, we talk to the Lord Mayor of Newcastle, Habib Rahman, who has made history by being the first black and minority ethnic Lord Mayor in the Civic Jobs 800-year history. He was such a pleasant and enjoyable person to talk to, and we talked about all sorts of things, including his journey to the UK from Bangladesh and what that was like as a young boy, his passion for the Northeast region, what it's like being the Lord Mayor of Newcastle, and what happiness looks like for him. So enough of me talking, here's the Lord Mayor of Newcastle. Lord Mayor, a very warm welcome to the Northern Guide to Happiness. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here, spreading some happiness I hope so. I hope so. We've we've had a nice little uh, pre-recording chat. We've we've shared some uh, some laughs and some stories already. So I hope that continues for our interview. How are you today? Um, happy, 
is the word. Good, good. <laughs> uh, Why? No, yeah, yeah. No, it's been uh, it's been a busy morning coming into late afternoon now. Uh, met some uh, fantastic people. Uh, so uh, enjoyed the day so far, and there's me, uh, my reason of being happy today. Yeah. <laughs> Can you share who you've met today? Has it been an interesting, uh, interesting meeting? Yeah. So my first meeting was um, the mayor of uh, South Shields. So uh, I met Mayor uh, Pat Hay and her Lady Mayoress uh, Jean Cop, um, and the whole discussion was around uh, collaboration, um, working together cross boundary and cross borough. So there's the good, good, uh, uh, good vibe, good factor, and your 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 happiness. Of course, us um, in my case, the Lord Mayor and my. Um, mayors across the river on either side we want to be working together uh, for the greater good of um, uh, the public um, our constituents and the northeast uh, residents whether it be um, and different borough so uh, that was a really good uh, pleasant uh, meeting uh, where we discussed uh, how we will collaborate uh, work with one another and support uh, one another um, and I suppose in our attempt to spread friendship, uh, mm-hmm. build bridges, um, and that all equates to happiness as well, doesn't it? <laughs> it all comes together. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll probably talk a little bit more about the role of the Lord Mayor a, a little bit later in, in, in the interview. But could you perhaps, first of all, just introduce yourself for people who uh, perhaps don't know who you are? OK, so uh, my name is uh, Habib uh, Rahman. I have been a councillor for Newcastle City Council. My first election was 2010, so over 10 years. And this year, uh, for the municipal year 2021-22, I have been elected as the uh, Lord Mayor of our amazing and wonderful uh, city. Um, And I am uh, the first uh, and only Lord Mayor of colour in the 800 year history of mayoralty so um, you know it it, it just doesn't get any um, happier I suppose Uh, there's the horrible uh, aspect of history Mm -hmm. um, and breaking barriers and uh, uh, changing uh, perceptions um, and progression moving forward um into a happier 21st century um you know bringing uh, uh, positive um inclusion so um it's it's a great honor um and i'm looking forward to the rest of the year in office how did it feel then when you were elected oh um unbelievable i think um, <laughs> um shock um uh, um over the moon um it's difficult to um express in uh, in 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 simple words um like i said it is uh, the, the the legacy and the history of uh, a mayoral um, office uh, for for the last 800 years um our great city uh, did not have um anyone from uh, the ethnic uh, minority the diverse community uh, to be holding this uh, this office all of a sudden um, i find myself um in in the the office that's a huge recognition and uh, it, it's it's one uh, that i'm immensely proud uh, to be to be holding the uh, holding the office so um, you know, um, I think it is one of my uh, greatest achievement thus far. It's not too bad. Um, it's yeah. not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great sign for the, uh, for the city and the, and the, and the entire northeast. We are um, a multicultural, multi-diverse uh, northeast. 
Um, this city in particular is a city of sanctuary that welcomes people fleeing persecution, violence and victimization with open arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it is uh, uh, the Northeast is uh, um, um, uh, a place where uh, those who have something uh, positive, constructive and good to offer uh, those opportunities will be there before them. So, uh, and perhaps uh, my elevation is a uh, endorsement, an indication uh, that confirms just that. So, yeah, um, very happy indeed. <laughs> and that opportunity, is that something that you've seized um when when you sort of moved uh, moved to the UK because you, you you grew up in Bangladesh is that right and uh, that's right so yeah and, and what was that like growing oh, up oh <laughs> uh, growing up so born and bred in a, a village called uh, Munshibari in uh, uh, Silet um, so I, I had the most uh, deprived poverty stricken uh, childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, as you could imagine, um, in uh, somebody in third world country, in a very uh, deprived country, uh, would have. Uh, but yet, on the same time, I have amazing memories from my childhood. You know, uh, it, it, it's it, it's been uh, it's been great. Um, looking back, would I change um, anything? Uh, uh, not a lot of not a lot um i i uh, moved to uh, this part of the world so since moving to britain we've always lived in newcastle so moved to newcastle aged uh, 12 coming 13 um and what was that like coming to a, a, a new a new country at that age I, i've got a 12 year old and you know i wonder what what it would be like for her if she was to suddenly up sticks and move you know to a completely different country yeah yeah no it was a it, w- it was a challenge um the funny um, i've got some wonderful memories funny stories are uh, i'll tell you in a uh, in a simple word <laughs> uh, before coming to uh, uh, england i had uh, bear in mind um born and raised in um, in, a, in in a village and th- in in those days although young people will find it very difficult to understand those days we did not have your uh, world wide web your google <laughs> yeah. your digital devices um, hell i don't think i even had or, or seen anything on screen <laughs> so i'd never ever seen uh, any white people in my life mm-hmm. until I landed in Heathrow um, and I remember saying to my uncle who came to receive us from Heathrow, I've entered alien territory. Where am I? (laughs) Am I in some alien country? Um, And of course, uh, you soon realize, no, you are the alien who's um, entered uh, our territory. (laughs) Uh, That's a very raw um and uh, wonderful uh, uh, memory and the second one was uh, seeing snow for the first time mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. um and i again i remember uh, so it, it would have been uh, latter end of 85 that we came to uh, the northeast um and driving from Heathrow you didn't get to see much and perhaps I just slept the whole journey um, into um, the, the, the house in the in the northeast waking up the next morning peeping through the window and all I see is white stuff no on the way. surface <laughs> and it was you know quite high and, and I remember asking my uncle so from a distance what it looks like is there's salt all over <laughs> So I said to myself, uh, "What's wrong with this country? What why do they throw? <laughs> yeah, why do they throw salt all over?" And of course, he laughed and he says, "Okay, get ready. Um, layers open, layers of clothing, the woolly hat." And I was given uh, what I then, uh, or what I now understand as wellies, these big boots to put on. 
I says, come on, let's get on. And um, uh, my uh, foot um, all the way to my, my knee, uh, you know, um, in snow. Um, so he's having a laugh with me and he's saying, so you think this is uh, uh, salt? Go on, have a taste. Um, as I put my hand in, I'm like, oh, this is cold. Um, and of course, uh, I did just what uh, uncle said, put it in my mouth and just spat it out. And said, this is not um, salt. He goes, that's no. Um, so that was uh, the first... Uh, welcome to the wonderful freezing northeast of England and witnessing snow for the first time. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I I always remember my my daughter when she was about four or five years old, and I think I picked her up from after school club one time. Again, in in the winter, and I said, "Come on, you've got to got to get your coat on. It's cold outside." And she's like, "Mummy, I don't need to wear a coat. I'm no. from Newcastle." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah. I think uh, yeah. The northeast, they're 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 a hardy bunch. <laughs> you know, no, we are. Uh, but we are the friendly bunch. Absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, did you know anything about the northeast, about Newcastle, before you arrived, or you know, was it just all completely new to you? Nothing at all. In fact, um. I can't remember much. Um, I'm sure mom would have said something like, uh, okay, we're going uh, to another country. How much of that sunk in? Uh, and was it a, just a, a couple hours trip? Is it a day trip out? Um, I remember mom putting the best of clothes that's available to you. Um, uh, and to me, I think... I would have assumed, oh, this is a field day, a day trip going on, which lasted for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> possibly 24 hours to eventually arrive. Um, and uh, reuniting with um, uncle, my uh, his uh, son and daughter, my aunt, uh, that was very memorable. Um, and uh, realizing, uh, you know, having... Uh, boarding a plane, well, a couple of plane, and then the journey eventually arrived. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, we're not going back to my village anytime soon because it, it takes hours and days and days to get back. Uh, it probably took days uh, for me to conclude that, you know what, this is not a, ro um, a road trip or this mm -hmm. is not a day trip. Yeah. Uh, we are here uh, perhaps to... Uh, make a fresh start, a new start. So the simple answer would be no. I don't. Mm. I don't think I knew where I was uh, going um, until um, having arrived here. And how did that feel? I think anything. Uh, so when uh, and bear in mind, twelve, thirteen year old, um, you do uh, anything new. It's always brilliant, isn't it? Mm. Um, I suppose you've got to enjoy it. So. I was loving, or I loved every aspect of it. So, uh, the cold, seeing white people for the first time, um, uh, the snow, um, having to put so much clothes on, and um, the food, um, concrete after concrete, and buildings after building, coming from a village where uh, you've got uh, uh, so much greenery, um, we had in my village every fruit that you could imagine and you could think of, mm -hmm. uh, vegetation you grew yourself, uh, there was pond where you could easily catch fish um, and there wasn't too much concrete and building and road. Um, all of a sudden, where's the tree? Where's the pond? Where's my vegetation? Where's the fruit tree? None of that existed. So uh, I think I was in a mission uh, in my early uh, days coming here, uh, looking for the tree, looking for the, uh, uh, the, the fruit. Soon realized, no, we're, we're yeah, in a country where, <laughs> unfortunately, we're not blessed weather-wise to have uh, your fruit tree or this. Um, and I might have been over the moon uh spotting uh, and come across uh the apple tree which we do have 
a few here and there. That's probably the only thing that we've got. The so, odd pear tree, maybe. Odd pear lucky. tree, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, it was very memorable. Uh, first days and weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you've been here ever since. So, you know, what is it about Newcastle, the North East, that's, that's kept you here? I think, um, uh, firstly, um, we've already touched based. Uh, we Geordies, I do class myself as a as a Geordie, even though uh, not uh, born in this part of the world. Um, we are one of the most uh, friendliest uh, people uh, in Britain, if not um, in Earth. Um, and I've got so much wonderful, amazing uh, memories. Uh, some horrible memories, uh, some horrible um, history uh, and experiences um, one uh, had to go through and deal with. We all do. We all do. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the the good memories um, outweigh some of the uh, some of the horrible uh, memories. Um, I've made some amazing friends and uh, colleagues and comrades uh, over the past uh, 30 plus years. Um, everything uh, about the Northeast, um, you know, this is this is home for me. I did have the uh, opportunity um, in a couple of uh, uh, occasions in my life of uh, moving to South. So the, the first uh, opportunity in the late 90s uh, was a career uh, opportunity in uh, London mm -hmm. um, before saying, before completely ruling out, um, I did move over, uh, stayed in London for two weeks. Um, within, within those two weeks, my uh, assessment was, hell no, I, I ain't <laughs> leaving the Northeast. Um, I'm staying in the Northeast, even though... Um, what I'll be losing possibly 25, 30%. I would have earned 25 to 30% more living mm. in, um, working in, um, in London, but I was willing to forego that for everything that's great about the Northeast and everything not so great about the South. It was, uh, this, it, the city is too busy. Hardly anybody has any time for you. Whereas here, um, you know your next door neighbors and your next door neighbors. You know many of your uh, uh, many of the families who live in the same street, not necessarily the same street in the locality. Uh, there's a whole appetite of uh, genuinely people wanting to know, get to know people, um, and uh, uh, help and uh, support one another, one another in ways that that we can. Um, and um, are always very uh, appreciative. Uh, so, um, all the um, for all the great reasons, um, London was a no go. Uh, and uh, in 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 my, if I were to ever uh, reflect um, and have that opportunity, I, I probably will decline each and every time. Um, I'm happy uh with uh with the northeast for everything everything great about it why why shouldn't we be uh great uh um unhappy here here in the northeast uh the angel the great north run it's ours uh you know uh, the ha greatest uh half marathon in the world you know um one of the best uh football team um, in tune, uh, not dismissing uh, Sunderland or Middlesbrough, you know, mm -hmm. another two fantastic uh, football teams. Um, you know, um, our fish and chips is probably the best fish and chips that you could find anywhere. Absolutely, you know? without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was interesting what you were saying before about, you know, turning down work in London you know you'd have been earning more but that wasn't what was important and I think a few people that we've we've talked to already on on the other episodes have, have talked about how yeah money doesn't bring you happiness happiness right. isn't about being wealthy it's no. about all of the other the other things in life yeah uh, absolutely and I've got um, I've got far too many uh, friends and families and colleagues and comrades and connections in this part of the world 
no amount of money will tempt me uh, and will be able to hook me to leave this uh, part of the world. This is my home and this will be one day my grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've touched on this already at the sort of start of the interview about, um, you know, being a, a sort of um, role model, if that's maybe the right word to use, you know, you know, aspiration, opportunities, you know, what is it that you're passionate about in life? What, what is it that drives you, um, motivates you to get up and go to work in the mornings? Yeah, I think um, what I do currently, um, and um, I think every one of us um, acquire um, or gain those inspiration and motivation from someone else. So if I'm this motivated, it's because somebody else uh, instilled those beliefs in me or inspired or motivated me. Mm. Uh, And first and foremost, that's my uh, mum. Um, who is uh, the the greatest and best mom in the world. Um, I'm happy for others to uh, disagree with me, but she's <laughs> the best mom in the world. Um, and uh, the other um, individual is my uh, youth worker. So my professional background is um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a youth worker. Uh, the uh, my youth worker, the way uh, he uh, touched me, even at times nurtured me, guided me, um, and equipped me up to a certain extent to achieve some of the things that I did. Uh, and my mom, who at the tender age of, um, in her early 30s, uh, becoming a widow, uh, having to raise... Uh, six monsters, uh, wow. six boys is a is a challenge. I mean, raising one child is a challenge for anyone, uh, but, but six, six boys. boys. Uh, and, and you know, I've got uh, three wonderful boys. Uh, there are times um, I refer to them as monsters. They're a bit of a challenge. <laughs> she had twice know. that. <laughs> she had twice that, and I feel for my mom. <laughs> you know, that's a uh, uh, that's a huge challenge. If you're a, uh, uh, it's one thing being a single parent or single mm-hmm. mom. It's another thing. Um, not having, well, been a widow. Mm. Um, Often there are situations where those single mums yet do have some uh, support from uh, their partner or their spouse from whom they have uh, separated. So there's that element of support, but mum didn't have any of that. Uh, Mum took uh, uh, so much challenge and responsibility in her life. Uh, moving um, here um, in uh, Britain for the first time with uh, no language skills whatsoever. All of a sudden, the challenge before her was uh, school, um, your your GP, your this, everything she had to do, Um, Mm. secure home, continue to feed uh, uh, the the children and raise them for them in turn to become active citizens, uh, to offer something back to the very uh, fabric of uh, the community and the society, uh, making us decent human beings. Um, And, you know, uh, um, uh, with Almighty's blessing, um, all my brothers, and I'm damn proud of all my brothers who have uh, contributed so much and continue to contribute uh, to um, our community, um, our uh, society, um, and our northeast in so many different ways. And here's uh, her other son, me, uh, who in um, his uh, civil life uh, for the uh, for the past ten, eleven years, and before that, um, holding on to. Um, other uh, uh, civil responsibilities, working for uh, across Northeast uh, councils, um, has done a bit 
if not uh, quite a bit. So uh, that's my motivation. Uh, that, that, those were my inspiration. I really wanted to get into youth work to um, be able to uh, influence um, and change the perceptions and, and the views of young people. Education is uh, absolutely vital for us to eliminate every forms of victimizations and abuse and misuse of mm. uh, 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 substance and what have you not. Um, and it became uh, um, quite early in my British life, um, I, I quickly realized uh, uh, where I wanted to be. I really wanted to be a, um, a youth worker to be able to uh, change uh, and support uh, young people. Um, and, you know, uh, I've got no regrets. Uh, would I had wanted to do something else, a different profession? Uh, no is the answer. Uh, of course, my childhood dream was to become a professional footballer, unfortunately. That never happened. Uh, but I'm... Um, I was happy and content with the next best thing, which was getting into youth uh, youth work. Yeah, I mean, I I've not I've worked with youth organisations, and it's it takes a certain skill, a certain type of person, I think, to be a, a great youth worker. What's what was it about the job that you loved so much? Well, firstly, I think um, having the uh, the the patience. So um, I, I, I could uh, name so many situations where uh, I'm not happy. So as a youngster, you're not happy, you're frustrated. Maybe you're not happy because of uh, bullying, harassment, education. You're not doing great at schoolwork or you've got family problems or uh, he, she problem, any kind of problem. And you enter into the youth club with that dull face, which tells uh, a, a lot of story um, and the youth workers being able to read somebody's facial expression um, and um, you know lend their initial ear uh, for them to be there to listen to all the problems that you're bringing <laughs> mm. or all the issues and the concern then to be able to um, advise you action you, motivate you, inspire you. Uh, they don't do anything for you. Um, they instill those beliefs in you and they uh, 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 um, inspire you so much that you come out. And that's always been the case. Whenever I'm down and out, I go in, um, I'll have the conversation with my youth workers um, and um, I'll, I'll come out like this, mm, right, I, I know what, what to do. I'm focused, I'm energized, I'm positive. Um, and in the process of me visiting the uh, visiting the club, uh, you know, you had that moment to uh, socialize with others who uh, came to the club, your friends, uh, let off some steam by mm -hmm. burning some energy, whether uh, uh, playing whatever uh, sports or whatever recreational sport um, is um, available. Um, and of course, for me, uh, uh, um, my youth club was the, uh, the source of education more than school. It's quite mm -hmm. bizarre. I'm even saying this, um, you know, I, I learned more by, uh, going to my usual youth club and I learned more from uh, the youth workers who aren't classed as teachers. Well, they're not teachers, but I learned more from them than uh, the uh, mainstream education or the teachers, um, everything about uh, um, social values, uh, yeah. everything about how to become uh, an active uh, citizen, a good citizen. Um, and being able to uh, bring about changes. So uh, it, it's they've, they've got this knack of being able to 
uh, help you with very little words. My uh, the, the the youth worker that I'm uh, referring to, Amri Crawford, uh, my youth worker, my friend, my colleague, uh, he didn't say awful lot, but boy, uh, the very few things that he said just sunk in, just registered, and it was so powerful and inspiration. Um, and you, you've got to have a, I suppose you've got to have a certain knack. You've got to have all the patience in the world. Um, and that's, uh, that's us youth workers demonstrating to someone, hey, look, um, I'm here for you. And often all we need in order to uh, be able to help someone is to say, I'm here for you. Just talk to me. Yeah. Uh, talk to me whatever you want to talk about um, and I, it, it, the responsibility is then uh, off me to be able to uh, offer you some uh, words of wisdom and advice and support and lead you in the path uh, and I, I've been blessed uh, that I've had the most wonderful support uh, and I've been blessed that uh, I have been able uh, to uh, acquire uh, some of those um, skills um, which set me uh, into this particular uh, position um, um, as a politician we get a uh, f we, we get our fair share of flack uh, no, sometime no. So, yeah, yeah yeah it's <laughs> difficult to know. sometime um, I think I'll hold my hand up as a politician sometime perhaps we deserve it um, I personally don't. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, sometimes politicians do deserve the flack that they get. Uh, but what many people don't realize is there is a person inside uh, or underneath this uh, political uh, representation. Um, and it's that individual who chose to be, uh, 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 chose to, uh, uh, want to represent each and every one of their constituents who uh, will have a number of concerns and issues and problems um, and by us stepping forward what we're saying is yeah I'm here I'm willing um, I want to uh, be able to change or, or uh, make those differences unfortunately uh, Sometimes, uh, in many times, we aren't able to because of budgetary and a number of factors which uh, prevents us. Otherwise, we are as approachable as anybody else is. So, you know, come and speak to us. Uh, my uh, uh, phone line and my computer and my ears are always there, uh, you know. Um, approach us that's that's why i'm in the game yeah so tell us a little bit more then about the role of the lord mayor of newcastle what what do you do yeah <laughs> that's that's a that's a very quick, good question so i should tell uh, your listeners there is a distinct difference between uh, an executive mayor and in my case the lord mayor or uh, in other boroughs, uh, ceremonial mayor. So <clears throat> I am uh, a ceremonial Lord Mayor, um, whereas uh, in the Northeast, we've got North of Tyne Combined Authorities Mayor, who is the executive mayor. So Jamie Driscoll, who's the mayor of North of Tyne Combined Authority, he was elected by the electorates of three boroughs um, and he uh, and the office has a number of powers so as an executive mayor um, he he is able to make decisions he manages um, a set of budget he's able to uh, deliver um, and release uh, uh, resources finances uh, he's able to make political uh, decisions the difference with Jamie Driscoll, the combined authority mayor, and me, uh, the Lord Mayor of uh, Newcastle City Council, I'm a ceremonial Lord Mayor. Unfortunately, to all my listeners, 
I don't have those uh, executive powers. I do not manage um, a certain budget from which um, I could release funds to wonderful initiative. I would have loved to have done that. <laughs> so my first role is to chair uh, the council uh, meetings um, here at uh, Newcastle. Um, and I am the first point of contact for all dignitaries arriving here in uh, Newcastle. So anybody from uh, a different country, uh, any dignitaries from uh, a different part of the city, um, and I'm the first contact for uh, the, uh, the our uh, monarch. Mm -hmm. So anybody from Her Majesty's uh, team um, or family visiting this part of the world, I'm the first point of point of contact, um, and uh, uh, often uh, the Lord Mayors um, are invited to um, events and engagements. So uh, this Saturday, uh, I, I have been invited to uh, three different events where celebrating uh, community initiatives. Um, um, I'll be um, going, um, attending those uh, those events to meet and greet uh, uh, residents who... So uh, I, I'm there to represent uh, the city of Newcastle. Um, I'm the first citizen of uh, Newcastle and I'm here to uh, represent the city in uh, the highest of uh, lights. And how does it feel meeting all of those people? Is it something that you get excited about or do you sometimes feel a little bit nervous if you're meeting somebody in particular? How how does that feel? Well, um, it'd be wrong of me if I didn't say <clears throat> um, you, there's a touch of nerves every now and then. It, it's just human nature. Mm. Uh, but the first thing is, um, so um, there is an event tomorrow. I know exactly where I'm going, who I'm meeting. There's that element of, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Because it's, uh, you know, uh, and some um, engagement and meeting, of course, you are very, very excited. At the same time, there's a, there's a little touch of nerves uh, that kicks in. Uh, but nine times out of ten, uh, that's what I'm uh, here to do, which is uh, to represent the city. Uh, of course, I'm... Uh, energized, motivated, and I'm very, very excited to leave a very good impression of the city. So everything that I do is a reflection of this admin, uh, of this authority of this city. So there's a lot of sh um, responsibility on your shoulder, mm -hmm. Just a which bit. <laughs> yeah, which all my predecessors. Um, and the next ones who will be coming in my um, in in this office, uh, um, we know exactly what we are putting ourselves into, um, and we thrive on it. Um, I look forward to uh, towards every engagement uh, that we do accept uh, to undertake. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is a that little bit of nerviness, um, you know, um, that comes with it as well. Yeah. So as well as excitement then, where do you find happiness in your work and role as Lord Mayor? I think happiness is um, being able to uh, bring a smile to um, any, um, uh, even a single person. That for me is happiness. If one person is uh, more than one person, then you are happier. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, uh, the role dictates uh, people who are organizations, institutions, small or big, uh, your community organization, who are happy enough to invite uh, the Lord Mayor, then it's only uh, uh, fair on me to be just as uh, uh, approachable uh, to uh, make those uh, um, engagements and rub off those happiness in return. Um, and I, I see it. Um, every event that I've um, attended, uh, the reaction just tells a story. People are uh, so pleased to see you. And of course, 
uh, I uh, attended a primary school. There was a request from a primary school to attend a, a reception class. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar or even the listeners are familiar with uh, the official Lord Mayor's robe. So mm -hmm. um, it's red robe uh, um, and you've got your official chain. I was going to ask about the chains. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the red, red uh, official robe, the chain. Um, you've got a hat, uh, sets of gloves. It, 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 I suppose it depends on the engagement. So uh, uh, here's a group of four or five-year-olds um, and they they love that kind of uh, you know uh, uh, appearance. So uh, this Lord Mayor dressed up to make these kids happy. As soon as um, I turned up, the look in their little faces just told all the stories, and they wanted to. Uh, one little child said, "Please, Lord Mayor, can I t feel your robe?" Of course you can. Go on, have a little. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was brilliant. I mean. Uh, uh, that's what happiness is all about. Um, just my sheer presence uh, has sparked the whole school. Uh, not just those uh, um, children who uh, saw the Lord Mayor for the first time. The entire school staff, um, the the, the um, head teachers, and your governors governors were so pleased. Um, and I've had uh, messages where uh, the very school said they were honoured to welcome uh, the Lord Mayor. Uh, you know what? It just doesn't get any happier than that. Mm. Um, and when you're then able to um, inspire uh, kids, of course, uh, four or five-year-olds posing questions. Um, can I be the Lord Mayor? Yes, you can. Um, now, would they remember this conversation in five, six years' time? Maybe not, but even at that uh, point, uh, one or two of them uh, inspired to uh, be like this person they've just met. Well, that's what, uh, that's what it's all about. You know, uh, if I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon, if I can um, inspire and motivate uh, uh, people, uh, people of all walks and all uh, uh, lives, uh, then uh, that is uh, happiness for me. Uh, that is that is absolute happiness for me. Uh, yeah. And is happiness something that you think much about? Are you aware of it, or or not really? Um, I, I I don't um, think much about it. I know I'm happy, so. Uh, to uh, each and every one of us, um, happiness um, is uh, so different. I'm mm -hmm. happy because I've got three wonderful kids. Okay, some of their behaviours every now and then I'm not happy with, but I'm 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 happy that I'm able to uh, uh, bring food to the table to my uh, three uh, kids. I'm happy that my kids are um, very active in the community the way that I would want them to be. Um, I'm happy uh, that I've got an uh, amazing, understanding uh, wife <laughs> who um, gives so much, who sacrifices so much. I mean, uh, there are weeks that she doesn't get to see me until I turn up late in the evening. Um, I'm happy that she's happy for me. Uh, and there's a there's an unhappy husband in me every now and then when I look at my wife. Uh, ideally, you know, we would have had a night out or a meal out. But she's so supportive and understanding, knowing that here's a role that I've got, I've got to play. So my happiness revolves around my family life. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, that's happiness uh, uh, for me. Um, other people... Uh, might see happiness in a, in a different light. Um, I'm a, a religious person. Um, I'm happy that I'm now uh, able to go to my local mosque um, and, uh, you know, uh, offer my uh, prayer to Lord Almighty and I'm able to pray uh, for all the sick and the poor and the needy 
uh, globally. Uh, I'm sad about worldly conflicts and worldly situations, mm-hmm. uh, but on the same time, I'm happy uh, knowing that I'm blessed, that I'm not uh, one of those who are suffering, um, and, and I'm happy that I'm doing all I can uh, to uh, bring about changes and help those who need our help, whether here um, in the Northeast, in Britain, um, or throughout the world. Um, and the very least that uh, you and I as human beings can do is uh, reach out to Almighty if we are religious um, and say that little bit of prayer that may God Almighty bring peace, harmony, and solution to uh, all worldly conflict. That's the least we can do, uh, uh, and I do that. So mm. why shouldn't I be happy uh, mm. uh, about my uh, actions um, and um, everything that I have uh, before me? So would you say then, do you consider yourself um, to be a happy person then? Yeah, yeah, mm. uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that's the... Um, approach that I take uh, in everything I do. Otherwise, um, I wouldn't have been here. Uh, You know, uh, we all have to, um, of course, there's challenges that uh, we all face. And on a daily basis, um, I will be disappointed on one of my actions, my actions, uh, one of somebody else's actions. Um, or somebody's reaction to something that I wanted to. Mm. Yeah, we are uh, disappointed um, uh, uh, of or about um, a a set of challenge or or actions. But generally, uh, my response is, um, uh, or reaction is, that of um, happy. Well, I'm I'm happy with, with, with life. Uh, that everything ha- um, um, life has um, offered me or has um, I have before. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very happy chap right at this moment. Excellent. Good to hear. What we've been asking all of our interviewees as well, just kind of as we, we come to an end, come to the end of, of, of the interview, is that we kind of ask people... Um, you know, sort of maybe for some hints, some tips, some pearls of wisdom. Um, how do you maintain positive mental health and and well-being? What's you know? Do you have any things that you you do or think about to help you with with your well-being? Yeah, um, you know, on uh, unknowingly or without planning, if we were to reflect. What is it that we do that keeps us intact or together to pull through? Um, and this is one of those moments. Um, I, I, I don't plan any of my uh, actions or activity uh, just to be in a positive uh, sense. But um, I, I do take physical, um, uh, take part in physical activity, um, and I regularly uh, do walk so sometime you know I, i'll just uh, wander around on my um, uh, on my own uh, sometime me and the missus uh, would go have a little stroll around um, and uh, there are times when we will well i i i will um, uh, look at uh, some of the uh, litter that's been dumped and i'll be not so happy about that situation but it's that general sense Uh, you're able to uh, observe uh, uh, some of the some of the things that we shouldn't be proud of so my physical activity um, i'm very happy about because that's some of the things that keeps me keeps me going Um, and um, the whole uh, uh, family uh, uh, family surrounding Um, i have a, a very uh, positive relationship with with all my boys uh, we frankly have a conversation and my approach to my boys is you don't have to just uh, accept uh, and do as I say kind of thing 
if I uh, uh, suggest something or talk about something, give me your critical, uh, objective views and opinion, um, if you have one, uh, that opens up conversation. Uh, and my, I'm happy at that situation because all of a sudden I've got a healthy uh, relationship with my children um, and therefore there is no secret uh, between us um, and uh, the rest of the my professional uh, work I'm generally uh, and genuinely uh, taking a, a, a positive approach to so somebody might uh, email me to say, uh, I'd like to have a chat with you about XYZ. And XYZ is a list of work. It's a list of concerns. It's a list of complaints. Um, if I if my approach is, oh, no, how am I going <laughs> to? Then you know what? Uh, you've just, uh, uh, A, perhaps uh, affected your own self and the outcome of this meeting might not be productive in the best interest of the constituent or the very person who's trying to make the contact with you. So my approach is, okay, um, uh, this is what we are talking about, right? Okay, I've got to be prepared. So often I do my homework uh, before I'm entering into a conversation. Um, so um, I'm able to offer something back. Uh, so my uh, physical uh, approach, uh, my uh, uh, relationship with my family is uh, an indication that mentally I feel uh, happy. Um, of course, it's a demanding role that I'm playing um, as the uh, Lord Mayor of Newcastle and having to uh, continuously support and provide for my boys um, and uh, um, be able to spend some quality time with the missus. Uh, it's it's a tough ask. Uh, I just don't stress uh, uh, about it. Uh, because if I start stressing, uh, then that's where you're, you're mentally beginning to be affected. Um, my approach is um, I'll just open up to my wife, to my children and say, boys, you know what, next Saturday, I'm sorry, I cannot go to the beach or do that activity, which I'd love to, uh, but I promise uh, the following Tuesday or the Wednesday evening, we'll do something else. So I'm able to uh, supplement and keep my boys happy with something, uh, something else, um, uh, not um, uh, uh, depriving them of the quality time, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it's a, it, it's a whole balancing act. It's compromising uh, and juggling, and yes, balancing, isn't it? That's it's, right. Uh, yes, yeah. it's, it's just. It's called, yeah, being a parent, I guess, being isn't parent, it? That's... Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, Habib, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for sharing your stories um, and, and thoughts on happiness. I, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. No, delighted to be here. Thank you indeed. That was Habib Rahman, the Lord Mayor of Newcastle. What did people think? I that was really interesting. I, I he sounds like somebody that's so so proud of the job that he has and the role that he has, and it it was just it just kind of made me feel good listening to him. It's interesting because we um, we live across the road from somebody who used to be the Lord Mayor's butler. Mm. Um, he's retired now. Um, but uh, every so often, you know, he'd come back. He'd do the driving around of the uh, of the Lord Mayor, one of the previous incumbents. So occasionally, we'd have this kind of very large, kind of black, uh, official-looking sedan just kind of sitting on our road, like some royalty had come to to tea <laughs> at some point. But uh, no, that was, his, his his name's Pat. He's, he's a he's a really good laugh. Um, so kind of nice to hear from the other side as well. What uh, what I particularly liked about listening to him was that he's not a man that's afraid of superlatives 
you know, he'll, he'll quite happily say that Geordies are the nicest people in the world, the friendliest <laughs> people in the world. And I will give that to him. I'll say that is probably true. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, so so much of my life is kind of couching stuff in terms of kind of relative, relative good for things. Yes, well, we're good, but you're you're also good, and you know we can all be good together. It's like it's kind of nice to hear somebody say we're the best at this. (laughs) (laughs) So so well done him. I think he's exactly the right man for that role. So yeah, thank you, Chris. Andrea, what did you think? Yeah, I, I sort of experienced his positivity and love for his mother, actually, at a mm. Refugee Week event in Fenham Library back in June 2019. Um, so, so yeah, it was, you know, lovely to, lovely to hear him and experience his personality again. But I think there's lovely elements to it, such as the, the arrival story <laughs> as a child, which is really familiar to me and it's it's important to hear that moment of transition especially as second generation third generation children grandchildren great-grandchildren um it's a really important thing to to capture but what I liked about the interview was when he was talking about his youth work and one of his teachers being a mentor and now a friend who was very economic with his words and I think that just made me think about all the, the positive and negative um, gems and kind of truths that, you know, you hear over the years that, that stick with you mm. um, and, and resonate with you um, into adulthood. So I, I really like that and kind of, you know, made me reflect back on some of those moments in my right. own life. Thank you, Andrea. I thought it was really poignant um, what he said sort of towards the start of the interview, actually, about Newcastle being a city of sanctuary. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think given everything that's going on at the moment in Afghanistan, I thought that was a really important message to uh, to get out that, mm-hmm. yes, Newcastle is a safe place for people to, to come to. Definitely. Kath, what about you? I would have liked to meet his mum as well. (laughs) She just sounded amazing. And when he was talking about uh, going into schools and the children would say, well, there's the man in red. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was lovely. I had had lots of mental images as I was listening to it. I I could see him in the classroom talking to the children and being really good at it. Um, and the impression I took away was that he'd learned from his family, I think, the notion of being an active citizen. Mm. So wherever you are, whatever you do in your lifetime, be active about it and, and contribute. Mm. Um, he made the whole role of the Lord Mayor come to life, really, in that sense. And uh, having to... I'm sorry, I can't take you out to dinner on Saturday <laughs> night, but we'll do something on, on Tuesday. And mm. so I, I really enjoyed getting that other side of what, in my experience, I've only ever seen in processions. Or um, So to actually get the feel of, of what it was like was extremely enjoyable and impression, a great impression. Yeah, Yeah, he did, yeah. He did say something which kind of really left something with me, which is talking about politicians and people sort of active in this kind of civic sphere um who you know sometimes get a lot of stick and saying you know sometimes they deserve it but also the important thing to remember is that you know there's a person behind mm-hmm. behind all of that you know that mm-hmm. is you know is, is sacrificing a lot of family life for um for for doing this job and mm-hmm. you know that's that's always worth remembering so i'm i for one i'm glad that we've got somebody like Habib as uh, as our Lord Mayor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, everybody. And thank you to the Lord Mayor as well for that brilliant interview. If you've been inspired by this podcast episode, then we would love to hear from you. We love hearing your stories and opinions on what happiness means to you. You can get in touch via email, hello at thenorthernguidestohappiness.co.uk or you can find us on Twitter at North Happiness and Instagram and Facebook at Northern Happiness. 
We also want to let everyone know that we still have a couple of spaces left on our upcoming introduction to podcast training on Monday the 20th of September. So if you'd like more details, drop us an email or message us on our social channels. We're really glad to be spreading joy and happiness around the Northeast through this podcast, thanks to funding from the National Lottery Community Fund and the Newcastle COVID Fund. So thank you so much to our funders for their support. Next time, we have a Commonwealth and Olympic gymnast on the podcast. We'll be talking to Craig Heap, who was at the Commonwealth Games in 1998 and 2002, and the Olympics in 2000. And you might have heard him commentating on the BBC at this year's Tokyo Games. He now lives in the Northeast with his family and runs Tumble Gymnastics and Activity Centre in North Tyneside. So you'll hear me ask questions like this. You've mentioned the Olympics. What have you thought about this year's Tokyo Games? And hear him give answers like this. Well, I was due to go to Tokyo, but in the end I ended up in a wooden box in Salford. Uh, and it was man-made, but the BBC made the decision, you know, protect the, the people and the broadcast. Uh, and it was fantastic, that side of things. I think not just the country, but I think the world needed the Olympics and Paralympic Games, without a doubt, because we've been in such a lockdown for such seems such a long time and i think people have suffered uh, physically and emotionally more than ever but it's also shown a real resilience of what how we can survive and maybe i think it's give people maybe this opportunity to have a reset about their lives going do i actually need to spend all these hours traveling to work could i work from home could i work less so I think from that side, it's been great. From a sporting point of view, it's been phenomenal. So we've reached the end of another episode. We hope you're enjoying listening to the Northern Guide to Happiness. Take care and see you all again next week for another episode. Mm-hmm.